Hey, Jeff, eight-month-old puppy loves people, always wants to jump on them. Right now, I'm working on e-collar to make this jumping suck. Is this the right step? So, Michael, don't work on it. Get it done tonight. Yes. I've got a video on how to do it. This whole concept. So, my dogs like people, too. They won't jump on you. Okay? My dogs like people, too. So, you know it's annoying. That's why you're on the show. That's why you ask the question. But... Don't tell me that it likes people. Like, you don't need to say that part. So let's get out the liking people and let's just be, let's concentrate on the behavior we're trying to fix. My dog jumps on people. Boom. Fix it. How do you fix it, Michael? You already said it. Make it suck. Firm remote collar correction. Oh my God. Then it'll, then it won't like people. Really? Didn't I just say that my dogs like people? What? They're not supposed to. They've been corrected harshly if they ever jump on somebody. That doesn't make sense. So no, they, they won't all of a sudden not like people. Next. And we're live. Hello, everybody. How are you? Welcome to the show. What's the day of the week today? Wednesday. It's a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome to the What Would Jeff Do Dog Training Show. It's time for Q&A. A lot of Q&A. Um... We do this on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, historically, around 8 o'clock. Monday, do about 8.30. Um, we do this for an hour and a half tonight. Um, for all the folks that need even, you know, you might not get your question in. Um, don't forget, on Mondays, on Instagram stories, IG stories, we do an AMA. i got to get those videos up tonight. Um, and then I answer those in an IGTV episode. So if you go to our Instagram stories, and if you go to our IGTV, you can watch like 15 episodes of that. You'll see the format of that. And then also the Patreon channel, go to patreon.com slash solid canine training. So there's a lot of opportunities for you to get free help. And then obviously Skype. Well, most, most people on this show actually should do a Skype session. You don't have to at all. It's fine. Um, but it's a, you can get anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour of intense time. Um, if you don't know who, um, who we are. Um, we've got a dog training facility up in Providence, Rhode Island. We specialize in aggression rehab and behavior modification. We work with some really challenging dogs, a lot of leash reactivity, separation anxiety, dog aggression, human aggression. Obviously, we train obedience as well. But our big thing is stopping unwanted behaviors. The big thing of this show is pretty much constantly talking about how to stop an unwanted behavior. Um, in order to do that, you everybody has to learn how to properly apply punishment. So um, punishment's not a bad word. It's not abuse. Um, it's been mislabeled and misused. The word has been misused. Um, so you'll hear me talk a lot about punishment. You'll hear me talk a lot about shock collars and prong collars. Um, you'll hear me maybe once in a while talk about clickers and food, even though 90% of our day is food training. Um, uh, and the answers will be short, um, even though they need to be longer. So uh, Joelle is going to start asking the questions. And um, oh, by the way, there's a thing at the bottom with a dollar sign. If you click that, it's something called a top chat or a super chat. And that gets your question to go to the top of the queue. Um, uh, if, and it's something YouTube does to help um, creators like ourselves just keep putting out free content. Um, here we go. Let's go. All right, Bo Boatner. What behaviors indicate aggression based in fear? What other types of aggression do dogs have? I mean, there's predator. I mean, 
all aggression is technically bad. So, I mean, there's predatory aggression and, and there's a lot of fear-based ag aggression. Um, you know, fear-based aggression is usually just a quick bite historically. That doesn't mean it has to be, but it's usually a quick bite and retreat, not, but not necessarily. Predatory aggression is easier to identify. Uh, the dog will hunt something down and attack it. And, um, you know, a good example is a dog is in your yard. It jumps over the fence and attacks a dog. The dog wasn't acting fearful. Like there was no fear there. It was, it was like being predatory. Um, um, you can, there's a dog in the car and you reach your hand in and maybe it snaps at you. Like that could have been fear-based, but people put labels on things too much. A bite is a bite is a bite. Bottom line. So a lot of folks will usually give a free pass to like, well, the dog was afraid. Like, yeah, but the dog had a lot of other choices, like to move away, to walk away, to turn its back, to keep its mouth closed. You know, it didn't have to bite. So we have to always do that. And, and, and not too many bites get free passes in my book um, at all. Next. Mm, Garrett. Best way to walk multiple dogs on prong collars, one on each side, all on one side? Um, well, it's not about on a prong collar. It's not a prong collar question. The question is best way to walk multiple dogs. That's the question. Um, uh, because it doesn't make a difference what tool you're using. How do you walk multiple dogs? And the answer is whatever is easiest for you. That's the answer. What What works best for you? If a dog on each side works best for you, do it. If dogs on both sides work best for you, do it. So there's no right or wrong way when it comes to stuff like that. Um, top chat. Top chat. Um, Laura. Hey, Laura, how are you? Five dollars. Thank you so much, Laura. There was no there was no question underneath that, but maybe your question is down below. Yeah, probably. Yep. Next. Um, Christina, one-year-old whippet pulls a bit while walking and leash reactive. Prong or e-collar was told it shouldn't use prong on whippets. Very sensitive breed. Thoughts? I think you you were lied to, like most people are lied to. Whether a whippet is a sensitive breed or not, that's one more reason why you should use a prong collar and a remote collar because they're sensitive training tools. You know, a harness is will encourage the dog to pull more and be more reactive. A martingale collar will choke the dog. A flat buckle collar will choke the dog. A choke chain will choke the dog. A slippery will choke the dog. So a prong collar actually is the most gentle training collar out there. So I would go with both. I would I would go I would try which one works best for you. Try the prong collar if you want to. It's only twenty to twenty five dollars before you invest in a remote collar. Remote collars have lots of great uses though for on leash and off leash obedience for state of mind as well as for um, obedience and then also for behavior modification. Next, Laura. Hi guys, becoming a total training nerd. Note in my phone with questions ready. What would Jeff do? Hoodie and prong came today. Boss is ready for first structured walk tomorrow. Laura, super proud of you. And I love nerdy girls. Next. <laughs> Melissa says, hello, Jeff and Duel. Hey, Melissa. Hey, how Melissa. are you? Honey? Hey, dog. What is your calm on command technique? Well, it's not a technique. It's a philosophy. Everything we do. Every single thing we do leads to calm on command. So if you watch all my content, you'll learn how to do it. So a lot of it's based, though, on like duration work. 
that's turning it, putting an on-off switch into a dog. Um, it's a lot of it's just holding the dog accountable, rules, structure, um, punishment for for you know, for lack of obedience for a known command. Um, it's teaching a dog how to just do nothing. That that's what it is. But it's not like be calm. It's a philosophy. It ends up becoming a level of expectation that you have of your dog and that most dogs do. And when people see dogs at our training center all laid out on place, I would say that most people think that they're sad. And I'm like, do you mean the dog that used to fight with the other dog next to it, that's lying down next to it now, looking calm? There's no sadness there. That's calm. So, and I love working dogs hard. I love dogs being high energy, but 95% of your day, your average pet owner's day, the dog is doing a lot of nothing. So it teaches dogs how to do nothing when you want them to do nothing, even if they want to do something. Next. Laura, making great progress with the mini E also. Thank you so much for everything. You're welcome, Laura. Thank you so much. Thanks for being a, a listener. Michelle. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Mo Michelle. How are you? Hey, Michelle. Kaylin, good evening. Wanting to get a spot for a Providence seminar. Should I get a working spot or just spectating? Dog doesn't have any major issues. Looking into becoming a dog trainer at the moment. Thank you. Caitlin, that's up to you. You're going to learn just as much information with an audit spot. A working spot, though, you can proof your dog off of maybe some things you've been struggling with. Even if you're dealing with one issue with your dog that maybe you can't role play or you can't set up or you haven't been able to figure out, it's worth it. Um, but that's up to you. I think there's three working spots available left last I checked. Selling out really quick. Yeah, that one is not until March. So that one will be sold out by the end of the month. The audit spots won't be. There's plenty of audit. I can fit. You know, I can fit technically a hundred people in the in, in in the room. So either one is good for you. Good night, Joel. Good night, Angelo. Good night, Papa. Good night, Angelo. Good night, YouTube. Good night. Love you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, close the door, please. You opened it. Put your stuff on the ground and close the door. There you go. Look at that. Problem solved. Thanks, buddy. Next. Uh, the dedicated dog. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, dedicated dog. How are you? M. Trombley. Good evening, guys. I've started working my American bully with her place command this week, and she's very well behaved on leash. Awesome. Good job. You see a shrapnel effect of our obedience training too. Our philosophy, there's a lot of shrapnel effect, meaning like you start seeing good behavior pop up. Ironically, Tex. <laughs> Tex is like, I don't agree with you. Um, Tex is like, he actually is like going, oh yeah, you learn how to do a lot of nothing. So I've got a high drive Malinois doing nothing right next to me right now, as well as two high drive shepherds. And I, I, I point out that they're high drive because people think like, oh, but you haven't worked with high drive dogs. It's like, yeah, my dogs are pretty freaking drivey. Um, so on the other hand, you also can get a negative shrapnel effect of starting to hold your dog accountable. You start holding your dog accountable for some things, they start acting up in other ways. It's like whack-a-mole because you've never actually told your dog to stop a certain behavior. So they might stop that behavior, but then they start trouble doing something else. It's just a big, it's like a challenge sometimes for dogs. Next. Uh, Carrie Jane. Hello. Use Bark Collar and the fog, the dog thinks yep. the correction is coming from the rug and actually makes it worse. Okay. So... 
does the dog, it makes it worse. Well, first of all, that doesn't make, let's, let's, let me walk you through this. It doesn't make a difference if it thinks it's coming from the rug. If it makes it worse, it has nothing to do with it being the rug. So it's, you, you, the remote collar, the bark collar didn't work at the setting that it's on right now. So all that matters is, is that it didn't work. So whether it was on the rug or on cement or on a couch or in a crate, it most likely would have responded the same way. So it's not a rug issue. It's the, the, the bark collar didn't work yet for what you needed to do. So bark collars work 99.9% of the time. You probably don't have a dog that it doesn't work on because those are so rare. So I don't know what brand of bark collar it is. I don't know what the setting is. I don't know if you have it on automatic setting, which you shouldn't. I don't know what level you started at. You should start at a low level to see what's going on. If it's over, if it's too much, sometimes the dog can bark and then it gets the stim shock and then it barks some more and you've got to figure out what setting is perfect. Sometimes you've got to switch to a remote collar to manually do it and then you go to a bark collar, but bark collars absolutely work. So it's not, it has nothing to do with the carpeting, just to let you know. Next. Jen Smith, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hope you're having a great night. Yes. Um, dog works. What is your best advice for house training an adult dog? House training an adult dog, you start with crate training. And everything is based on structure. You, so you do structured food, structured water, no free feeding, no free drinking. You do containment. Crate train your dog. Don't let your dog free roam. You do structured going out to go to the bathroom. So put your dog on a leash. Go out the same door. Go to the bathroom. Stand there. Okay? The dog, when the dog's starting to do its business, let it do its business. Don't tell it to go to the bathroom if it doesn't know what that means. If it does its business, you actually can use a clicker, click, and reward. You do that. If the dog has an accident or a mistake inside the house, it's your fault, not the dog's. Where were you? You can chart the dog's schedule if you want to, like on an Excel spreadsheet, to start tracking. So try to feed at the same time, monitor the water, track the potty breaks, try to figure out the dog's, figure out the dog's schedule. Next. Um, Janelle, your teachings are the ish. Thanks, Jeff. You helped me get three times as much clients. Thanks. Awesome. Cool. Tiffany, have you ever had a dog that knew when another dog was ill? That's a really good question. I don't know. Yes or no. Dogs at the end of their life, does another dog know? Does the dog's not feeling well? Does it lick it? I've seen that. I've seen a dog, one of our dogs will get a leg injury, another dog will lick it. But as far as like, if a dog has cancer, does another dog know? Probably. They probably know something's different, but I don't know if it knows that it's ill. You know what I mean? I don't know if dogs think like that. Next. Uh, Laura, stupid entry level question. When correcting with e-collar, do I say no and then Nick or Nick then say no? Don't want to fuck it up. Always say your verbal marker first. Yes or no. Yes and deliver food. No and deliver a punisher. Next. Um, M. Trombley, when working with the e-collar, she doesn't respond as well. She does with just working her prong collar and leash with place command. Okay. You still have to train the dog what the remote. Guys, the remote collar is not to be just used as a button pushing machine. And with the level of expectation, the dog is going to do what you ask it to do other than doing active God stuff 
which is like trash can, litter box, counter surfing, um, fence fighting, you know, stopping that. When it comes to obedience, you still have to understand and still do the fundamentals of learning of a dog. Meaning, even if a dog knows down with a remote collar, it still has to learn down. Now, it's not going to take as long, but you still use a leash and food and leash pressure. So you still have to, you still have to, you still have to train the dog. You still got to train the dog. All right. So that, that's what's, that's what's happening. We see that a lot. Also, don't forget, hit the subscribe button and also turn on your notifications, which are the bell. And then also feel free to give us a thumbs up for the show. Next. Yesenia, what age do you recommend neutering dogs? Um, I don't make recommendations on spay and neuter. I'm an advocate of personal choice. Um, the only thing I would say is not before, if you're going to do it, don't do it before a year old. But I'm no expert at all on anything medical when it comes to a dog whatsoever. Um, that would be that would be totally up to you. Next. Tiffany, my dog's behavior has changed dramatically towards my foster dog whining, crying at dog and me all the time and sniffing excessively. Okay. So maybe something's going on. So how do you, all, all I know is this, how do you fix it? So, so, um, so the dog is whining and crying, make sure it's not injured. And if it's, as long as it's not injured, tell it to stop whining, use a remote collar, use a bonker, correct it. It's, it's just, that's just pain in the ass behavior. Um, sniffing excessively. Maybe something's going on. Maybe there's something going on that, that with the other dog. Maybe there's something going on with you. Maybe the dog is sick. Get it, get it, get it checked out health-wise. But if it's if it's healthy, you can fix all those things by applying a punisher to it. Also telling it what else to do, but don't redirect. But there's I would need way more, I would need way more information on that. That's a pretty general thing. Next. KMD, do dogs not remember a command if not used on a daily, weekly um, basis? At the beginning, probably not. You have to train. If you remember learning a foreign language, so the best way to learn a foreign language is sort of like full immersion in a foreign-speaking country where you're forced to use the language every day to communicate or else you don't get shit. You don't find out where you're going, right? You don't know, You don't know how to order food from a restaurant. But when you learn it in class for an hour a week and then like you don't study and then you go back the next week for an hour and you don't study and then like you're not going to remember it it's learning now if your dog knows a command so if i didn't if if my dogs my dogs know what down means if nobody told them down and i didn't make them down for a year so say all of a sudden my dogs got sick and had to be in the hospital for a year and nobody told them to lie down. And then they came home and they were all better. And I told them to down, they probably would lie down. Next. Michelle, I'm on my third trainer for four-month pit mix. Trainer tried to give treat when puppy whined. I stopped her, argued about treats for bad behavior. She argued it was only a puppy. I stressed that I own a puppy, but I'm raising a dog. Am I wrong? Well, don't talk like me to your trainer. Because they're the professional. But if you're on your third trainer for a 16-week-old dog, you're either finding some crappy trainers or, Michelle, maybe you just got a crappy attitude, right? And nobody wants to work with you. You know, I'm going to hold, you know, I, I always like to look at things both ways. And I always like to say, take 
100% responsibility. But you're not wrong for what you said. The information you said, why the fuck would somebody give a dog a treat for whining unless they wanted the dog to whine more? So if I wanted my dog to sit and I said sit and it sat, I would click and give it a reward. If I told my dog to sit and it didn't sit and I clicked and gave it a reward, I'm training don't sit. I'm training the word sit means stay standing. So with learning theory that all dog trainers, and if you practice positive only dog training, you should be really good at this shit. Like you should be really good at understanding this shit. Like if you don't like to use punishment at all, well then you should be really good, like really good at like not fucking up basic obedience. And if you know that if you want more of something, you give an animal a reward. That's what positive reinforcement means and does. It's a reward-based training system, which we do a ton of. So if you know your craft, at least at an amateur, beginner, second-grade level, you know that if you deliver a reward when the dog is whining, you will get more whining. If I wanted, to, if I was training a trick dog for TV or commercials, and I wanted to train my dog to whine, I would reward it when it whined. I would click reward and then give it a word, and my dog then could whine on cue. So you were right. But why the fuck are you going through so many dog trainers? Next, you're better off. Sorry, you're better off. Don't hire the trainer. Watch a bunch of free videos and do it yourself and stop wasting your money right now. Next. Ooh, heating up. No, I'm just like, I'm just, it, it drives me fucking crazy. Fine. Don't believe in punishment. Okay, I get it. You think I'm mean and abusive. I get it. That's wonderful. I have no problem with that at all. You're entitled to your opinion. But the shit you do do, fucking get it right. Like, at least get that part right. Don't fuck up the dog. Right. Like, if you are so against punishment, stop sending me fucking business. Do a better job with these goddamn puppies. And they don't. They do a crappy fucking job with the puppies because they don't know shit, it seems like. Everything is food. Food for everything. Food for everything. Food for everything. It's like, no, only food for the good stuff. Right. Next. Laura. Do you teach leave it and off for jumping on furniture, counters, not people, commands, or should no, and if needed, correction be sufficient for any unwanted behavior? This is the way I look at it. Do you ever want your dog to be doing it at all? If the answer is no, you don't. Now, I'm without a command, I should say. Let me clarify that. Because some people do want their dogs up on the furniture. Some people do want their dogs to jump up on them. For like at the end of a sport, I let Kira jump up on me when we when she finds an explosive, you know, explosive odor. So, but I use the word no. I actually don't like the word leave it. I think it's overused and watered down. So next, but it's just a word. You can do whatever you want to do. Next, Beverly, where do direct the air from the pet convincer? Does the air actually spray the dog's body? Oh God, yeah, nail him behind the head. 
Absolutely. You want to startle the hell out of them. So it's a pet convincer. It's used as a punisher. Next. Jamal. Hey, Jamal. Hey, Jamal. What's up? What's up, guys? For all of those who aren't familiar with remote collars, prong collars, and balance training, are there any dogs who cannot benefit from being taught yes and no? Sure. A dead dog. Dogs that are dead, none of this shit works. Other than that, every dog can benefit from yes and no, from the yes and no. And anybody that doesn't think so is living in a fantasy world, a total fantasy world. Next. <clears throat> Michelle, when puppy, oh, I already read that. It was two parts. Um, Laura, I have a 20-month-old Siberian Husky. We have an underground fence, which up to now contained her to the yard. But now she's willing to take the hit and go running in the woods. What can I do? Did you hear that, everybody? Underground fencing is, I don't know how many times more powerful than a shock tower, but a heck of a lot more. It's a sharper, it's a sharper shock. It's more powerful than your average shock collar is. And this dog knows it's going to get shocked. It knows it. And it still goes through it. Think about that. Why? Something on the other side is worth it. The benefit outweighs the punisher. So talk to your underground fence people. See if you can turn it up. Make sure the collar is on super snug. Okay? You might have to get thick fur contact points. And, you know, you might have to put up a physical fence. But I don't teach underground underground training, underground fence training. So I would actually probably put a remote collar on the dog. And as the dog's walking to it, correct it even high. Correct it high before it even gets to the barrier. Next. Super Corrito. My pup that pees in her crate and will lay in it was checked for UTI. She doesn't have a UTI. I believe her peeing is due to separation anxiety. Yesterday it was gone for five hours. My husband is home. There was no crying or peeing. She was quiet the whole time. As soon as I come home, she starts. I've tried using a bonker to correct, but it doesn't seem to be enough. Can I use e-collar? Yeah, but chances are it's a relationship. It's a really, it's a relationship thing with you, Super Corrito. How much affection are you giving that dog? How much affection? You should be giving that dog at this point none. Are you picking up the dog? Stop. Are you baby talking the dog? Stop. Are you working that dog? You should be. Let's do all work. That doesn't mean you can't play fetch or do something like that, but I want you to take all emotions out of it right now. All right? So think if any of that stuff resonated. Think of any of that. Like, are, have you ever said to your dog, this puppy, I'm so in love with you. Do you think you're in love with this dog? Is this dog like the best dog ever to you? Do you love this dog? Now, that's all cool, but it's also a state of mind that might be creating this anxiety in the dog. That doesn't mean you can't love. I'm not, guys, I'm not against loving a dog. I'm not against being affectionate with dogs. I'm not against picking up dogs. I'm not against spooning dogs, sleeping with dogs, dogs on the furniture. But I'm the guy that fixes the behavioral problems. We have to start somewhere. So alcohol is not bad. The overconsumption of alcohol is bad. I am sober. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. But I'm for the legalization of marijuana. I don't want alcohol banned. So I'm not against these things. But what I mean is, right now, you've got to go cold turkey. Got it? Next. 
Laura, size the 3.2 Hermspringer for a six-month-old GSC. Remove four links, still slightly too loose, but one more is too tight. How to close, advice? Um, six months. Too tight, too close. Just, do, just, do the, just leave it alone right now. The dog will grow into it before you know it. Next. Um, theory. Thank you for all the content you provide. Just got the e-collar in today. Followed the videos on introducing it and saw immediate and remarkable transformation. Thank you. Theory. When I sat down with the government of Scotland to craft shock collar um, legislation, first when I sat down with them, I was over there as an invited guest. And the first thing I said to them was like, I think legislating shock collars is stupid. You guys shouldn't do it. So, and I, and I said it just like that. And, um, and they're like, we've seen your videos, Jeff. We figured you'd say that. That I think they did, I think they did say something like that. And I said, but if you're going to do it, let's talk about it. And I made suggestions towards brands. I recommended four brands and not allowing the crappy ones. And then they wanted them to, one of the things they wanted to do was in order to buy, you had to buy one from say a dealer that did training or you couldn't use one until you got training. And I, well, I was highly against that. I said, no, please don't do that. Anybody in your country should be able to buy a shock collar on Amazon and watch a free video and train their dog. Number one, how about if they don't have the financial resources to hire a trainer? Number two, how about if they're not geographically close to a trainer that works with these collars? They shouldn't be penalized. And then you get somebody like theory, as well as millions of other people who buy a product and read, watch a video or read the owner's manual that it comes with. And some people say, oh, well, everyone doesn't read the owner's manual. So that's not my fault. That's not the government's fault. That's not the shock collar manufacturer's fault. It's in the box. It does. It's right on top historically. Actually, I think they put it actually underneath the thing, um, but it, it, they should put it on top. But it's right on top. At least they used to be. They're under now. They're under. Okay. But it says owner's manual. You read it. You learn how to use it. So next. Hey, dog. Been giving big correction as soon as my dog sees a dog. Now softly whines while Beautiful. in heel when he sees a dog, but also looking at Beautiful. me and stays in heel. Still correct for whine while his eyes are on me. Very soft correction. Very low. Worst case scenario, it ain't that bad, right? Look where we were and look at where we are. That's pretty fucking cool in my book. Next. Tiffany, when is the first T3 in Rhode Island? Probably June. When do we do it? I mean, June and October, right? We did it last week of June, yeah. Yeah, I think we do it in June. In, I think we do it in June and October. Next. Uh, the Candid Millennial. To start crate training, my seven-year-old rescue. Your seven-year-old dog. What? Read my memes. Read my meme today. Next. On Instagram and Facebook. Let me finish it. You said next. I can't even Sorry. Read the, read the finish the question. <laughs> Should I put the crate in our master? Do you have a preference or suggestion on which room to put the crate? She usually sleeps in master bed on floor. No, get it get the can of, get it out of the master bedroom. Put it in your main room in your house, and that's where your dog's going to be sleeping. 
Top chat. Top chat, $10. Super Kalito, I limit my affection with her. I don't baby talk her, pick her up. Good. I do three 45-minute training sessions with her a day. I'll work her more and stop all affection and see if her behavior improves. Good. And then, yes, try a bonker. Try a, try a remote collar. Try all that stuff. But what I tell people is this. Until you fix the problem, it would be a mixed message to do like tons of affection, but oh, by the way, you're making a bad choice. Does that make sense? Once you clear up all those bad choices, now you can bring back the affection because then you're being fair. But I think it's not fair to the dog if you like give it mixed messages. Give it mixed messages. All right. But good. Good. You're on the right path. Karen, is it okay to treat if dog barks at someone passing by outside but comes right inside when called? Do you want your dog to always do that? Do you want your dog to always bark at people? Some people will be like, yeah, because I never know who's coming to my house. It's like, when's the last time someone broke into your house with a dog there? So if you want more of it, you reward it. Simple as that. So what you're doing is you're reinforcing the barking. So that's up to you. If that's the behavior you want, keep doing it. I don't want that behavior out of my dogs. I want people to be able to walk by my house and I want my dogs to, to, to not bark at all, to not bark at all. And if anything, you're training bark recall. So which isn't the worst thing if that's what you want. At least you had a good recall, right? But it's up to you. Um, Another Karen. I got skipped. I don't think I saw you. I don't think we had skipped. I don't think I saw you, Karen. Uh, Do you recommend taking dogs to small group training to get them used to being around other dogs and strangers? Thank you for all your advice. So it depends. If that's all your expectation is, I guess that's fine. But it's going to be hard for your dog to learn in a group class. So group classes can be struggling, not for every dog. For a lot of the dogs that we see, a group class would be terrible. Group class would be step two. So one-on-one individual class and then group class. Or train the dog on your own and use the group class as the reason why you want to. Next, a $5 top chat. Brian, hey, J&J, just stopping by to say hi and thanks. I wrote in earlier this week about the uh, qualify the T3 in your shadow program for the GI Bill. Wish you would. Yeah, I don't. we don't know enough about that, about the GI Bill. Um, that's something I can have. Write that down for Jessica to look into. Um, we'll have started having somebody look into it. I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about it. Um, Laura, I can attest to the shrapnel effect. Boss seems so much calmer overall. Good. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we see it all the time. John, hey there. Love the info you put out there. Had our five-month pup take a dog bite by a large breed. Pup is now too submissive with large breeds in the park, and we are wary of taking him to dog parks. Okay. Any recommendations on building some confidence back in the pup that not all big dogs are aggressive? Yeah. You got to Okay. First of all, Never go to a dog park, guys. Now, you know, when I'm out in San Diego, like there's there's Dog Island, you know what I mean? Like in Balboa Park, right outside of Balboa. I mean, it's like so there's there's out in Colorado, I there's like a 10-acre dog park. That's not a dog park. That's an off-leash area with like that's got fencing on it. So I mean, but your average dog park that's like size of anywhere from like this room to maybe um, you know. 5,000 square feet is too small, too many dogs, too many issues. So the best thing to do is get your dog around balanced large breed dogs, balanced ones. How do you find that? If you find a reputable uh, doggy daycare that has smaller groups, you can do that. If you've got some friends with some bigger dogs, you can do that. Next. 
Laura, I know you play Chuck It several times a day with your pack, but what are your opinions on other toys? Should they be available freely? Do dogs need plush squeaky toys? Um, so I don't. I only my dogs don't have toys. They play Chuck It and they go swimming. And um and they 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 do fetch with swimming. My dogs will do tug. But my dogs don't have flush, you know, squeaky toys because I don't number one, I don't want to hear squeaky toys. I find them so fucking annoying. So I don't want to hear squeak, squeak, squeak. If I did, I'd turn my bed. I would, I would stop oiling the fucking hinges of my bed. So I'd hear the squeaking. What? Nothing. Okay. So, (laughs) so I don't want to hear squeaking. Um, But I'm not against dog toys, but if your dog is destroying them and you've got to run to the store, and get the late the latest Poochie handbag toy, well then you're just being foolish with your money, I think. But you can do anything you want with your money. So maybe you're not. So, you know, yeah, I'm just not a big I'm not a big fan. You know, I like I like toys that dogs can like do stuff with. But hey, maybe your dog loves just hanging out and chewing on a soft toy. Let it. Next. Tiffany, looking into coming to your Maryland seminar. My dog is e-collar trained, but still deals with dog reactivity due to being attacked twice by off-leash dogs. Yeah. Um, haven't gotten the help I've needed so far. Have spent so much money and time. Do you have high success in the issue with your seminar attendees? You, yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Fi- we'll fix the problem right there. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is watch the testimonial videos from the seminars. I was just going to say that. Just watch them. They're real. They're real people. Like, we'll stop that shit on day one. I'll stop it cold. I'll handle the dog. I'll put your dog with five to six other dogs. We'll role play it. We will stop it. Now, does it last after the seminar? For many people, it does. But a lot of that has to do with you. If you do exactly what I tell you to do and take 100% of my advice, you will get close to my results. And then over time, you will get my results. So absolutely. We will trigger your dog. And we will stop that behavior cold. And I will all do it right in front of you. I will show you exactly how I do it. My seminars, I don't hold anything back. Next. Kiki, gate was left open yesterday and dog escaped. We're slowly working on e-collar now, but he just freaks out with it. I'd normally high correct with my other dog, but this one I'm afraid will just shut down. Well, you know, what do you, don't, don't hide. There's no reason to high correct unless you're trying to stop something. So train it. And working level in obedience, but I would get yourself a self-closing gate. Get yourself a self-locking gate, one that is on a hinge that even if it's left open, it automatically shuts. It automatically shuts because there's always going to be that time where it where where it does it. So I would do that, and you can even get one that's controlled by a keypad. They're they're inexpensive. Technology is so inexpensive right now. I would do that. Um, but as far as if you're working on low levels. Your dog, your dog shouldn't shut down. And if you're working on a high level, that means you're trying to punish for something. But if you haven't taught your dog how to come back when you call it, then you shouldn't be using a high level yet. It won't come back. It'll keep running away. So first, you got to train the dog. Next. Laura, do you have a preference for chewing objects, antlers, horns, nyla bones, etc.? I feel like my house is being taken over. Get rid of all this stuff. So here's a good example. Guys, sorry for anyone that's visually impaired and everybody on my Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google and all that stuff. I'm holding up my camera right now, and I'm just showing three dogs all in place. 
Tex and Kira aren't spooning anymore. Okay. And these dogs, these dogs are not tired. All right. They're not tired. If I had a ball there, they probably would be chewing on it. If I had a bone there, they probably would be chewing on it, but I don't. So what do they do? They fall asleep. They fall asleep. They don't need one, but I'm not against them, but get rid of all that crap. You don't, you don't, you just don't need it. You just don't need it. Next. So do I have a preference to answer your question? Sure. You can get a, a, any antler, any antler or a leg bearing bone. Just be careful though. Dogs can crack their teeth on them. Mine have. Top chat, five Canadian dollars. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Why do some, why do some say bonkers screw dogs up for life or that it somehow makes the behavior worse? Why do they assume that it will some, oh, because they're against the bonker and they're misinformed. So all this stuff I hear about bonkers is, oh, it'll ruin the relationship with the dog. False. How do they know that? They don't use them. Um, it'll make the dog hand shy. False. How do they know that? They don't use them. Um, you'll, um, uh, 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 the, you don't make the behavior worse. Well, then you did it wrong. Well, then you didn't do it right. If it makes the behavior worse, you didn't do it right. You know, put it this way. Every dog, every dog with, read my tip of the day from yesterday how I show up at the scene of the crime. Every dog that comes to us has every bad behavior imaginable and they've never had a bonker used on them. How many hand shy dogs that I meet? They've never had a bonker. Use a bonker on them. They're not hand shy. Not at all. A bonker is one of the best toys out there. If you know what a bonker is, it's a wrapped up towel for all my new followers. You can follow Gary Wilkes. You learn a lot about stuff from him. You'd say no. Boom, you throw it hard. Yeah, you're throwing a towel at your dog. It's a cotton towel. My dogs run into trees. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a it's called lies. It's called misinformation. It's called people that don't use the tool speaking out badly against the tool, but they've never used the tool. So how the fuck would they know? They've never done it before. And if they did it and it didn't work, they did it wrong. Because we do it and it works. And what are we, magicians? No. Are these special towels that only work? No. It's the same towel. Like, show me the towel that didn't work on your dog and show me the dog and I'll take the towel and I'll make it work. And the dog will be fine. We've never seen a dog get worse by applying a proper punisher. Ever. Ever. Or else we'd stop doing it. So all this misinformation out there about bonkers, about how bad they are, why is it that I keep promoting the hell out of them and educating people about them? Am I selling these? Like, am I selling these? And I'm saying, this is the best product ever. Buy one now. They're $35. I'm like, no. Use a $1 towel, two nickel rubber bands. Watch this free video and do it. And don't hire me. Like, why would I, why would I do that? Why would I want to give out bad advice? All I do is give out advice that works every day with us and tons of other people. Next. Um, little mama mud. Do you think a bone or a Kong can change a dog's attitude the following day? seems like the day after a Kong, this dog wants to rip me a new ass goes right back to square one. Well, there you go. I guess Kongs make dogs aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, someone will send that to the fucking Kong company. This guy's saying that Kongs <laughs> make dogs aggressive. It's like, no. Break the internet. No. But if we, but guess what though? Here's a great example. Here we go. 
let's 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 play with this a little bit. Rebecca up in can in cold ass fucking Canada, <laughs> okay, forty below, gave her dog a Kong, and the next day it was aggressive. Huh. I thought this made the dog aggressive. Right? Like that that's why you everyone's got to say so I don't know why, Rebecca. I don't know why. You got yourself an interesting, challenging dog. Next. Maxisina. Uh got a Garmin Bark Collar limiter, as you recommended, and it works great. So far, I've only used it on the A setting. So I also recommend not using the A setting. So the A setting actually escalates. But if it's working, use it. But what the A setting does is, is so the A setting isn't more gentle. By the way, the A setting is not gentler than the one setting, even though it's before it. So even though it comes before one, that doesn't mean it's a lower shock. It's automatic. What it means is if level one doesn't work, it goes to level two. If level two doesn't work, it goes to three. And it keeps going up. The problem with that is if it escalates too quick, your next thing you know, your dog is being shocked at the highest level and it wasn't able to recuperate. And there's also an odometer on there that tells you exactly how many times it went off, which is the information. So I would switch it to, I would find the right level next. But if it's working, maybe I should just shut up and let you do your thing. Jillian, hey guys, are there different dynamics with dogs one-on-one with each other versus in packs? I normally do forest walks with a pack. Recently, we went with just two DSCs. The other was very aggressive to one half, one out of two of mine. We ended the walk. I'm concerned about any future pack walks. Is this common? Oh, it was one out of one into a two-part question. Yes. So you tell me, does it change the dynamic? Try it a couple more times and see if it does. But don't because you might have a dog fight each time. Yes, it changes the dynamic. Yes, it does. So with Logan, who we're rehabilitating for dog aggression, I put him with a lot of dogs. Why? Pressure. Now, not to humanize it, are you really going to pick a fight with five other dogs? That's humanizing it, but I do have that philosophy. So after he did well with that, then we put him with just girl. One dog, the pushiest dog that I've got. If you've seen girl work a dog, she is so fucking pushy. Like if you've seen her work a dog, it's like she puts pressure on dogs. She snaps in their face. She growls at them. She body checks them. And I let her do it. Like sat on him. In this specific thing. And guess what? He still didn't trigger. So it's like, cool, we're making progress. But the the chances of the dog fighting with a one-on-one greatly increases. Next. Devin, what's the best way to potty train my dog? Um, Google it. I I answered the question earlier anyway. I'm not trying to avoid your question, but I answered at the beginning of the show. But also, there's incredible YouTube videos on how to do that. Next. Um, That's one thing. Sorry. That's one thing that, like, you can just Google, and most likely it's probably right. Low Mama Mud says, having a heat wave today. Wind chill is negative 38. Can't wait for that Skype. Greetings from the bushes of cold-ass Canada. Okay, thanks. Um, Andrew, you should... Should my dog listen to other people? Andrew, do you want your dog to listen to other people? Next. Yesenia, I wish every trainer was like you. It took me a while to find a trainer close to me that works with e-collars. Well, I don't think you want a fucking country full of Jeffs. Like, 
definitely don't want that. There'd be anarchy. But, you know, if you're talking about transparent and honest, yeah, I wish there was a couple more of those out there. Next. Dan recently rehomed a one-year-old dog. He's constantly busy and sniffing in house, also reactive on leash, lunging, not aggressively and chasing everything while on leash. How can I calm him down? Any advice? Yeah. But number one, you don't want to calm him down. You want to just train him. You just want to train him. Follow all my videos. Everything I've talked about already, start following. So number one, the dog has way too much freedom. He's got too much freedom. You're letting your dog just make all its own decisions. The dog should have a leash on in the house and be doing something. So right now, three of my dogs are in place. Right now, while you're on this show, you're on that you're watching this somehow, what's your dog doing? And unless you're walking your dog or playing fetch with your dog while you're listening to the show and typing, which means you've got some mad fucking skills, the dog should be lying down next to you or lying down across the room or at a minimum in a crate lying down, you know, in the same room as you. So train the dog what you want. No free roaming. Lots of structure. Lots of structure. Start following my content. Consume my content. Next. Um, Michelle says, love you. Laughing my ass off. First trainer rewarded for whining. Trainer two rewarded another puppy for snapping and trying to bite another puppy. This is my third strike for puppy training classes. Yeah. You know, it's funny because there are really good puppy trainers out there. I have got some colleagues that all they want to do is train puppies. Like, they don't want, like... Anything more, I've got one person I know that anything, they only do under four months. I just want dogs from eight weeks to 16 weeks old. That's it. And that's what they do. And they love it. It's like they make a great fucking living and they never get bit. Sounds delightful. Yeah, it's fantastic. They don't have to work, they don't have to worry about any of this shit that we have to work with, you know? So, I mean, they get a little puppy biting, but that's easy to fix. So, yeah. You know, it's too bad because there's some really good, just because someone likes to play with dogs, like play with puppies, that doesn't make them a fucking puppy trainer. Um, but you, you, there, there are good ones out there. You've got to find them. Next. Hey, dog. First trainer had me give treats while my dog was reacting and another dog. Worst idea. It made my life extra terrible. Yeah. So the theory behind that is, which again, is the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And if anybody knows anything about positive reinforcement dog training, which supposedly they claim that they do, that's their level of expertise. When you reward something, you get more of it. It's common sense. You're using a positive something, so a toy, food, praise, or physical touch as a motivator to continue and get more of and to predict the same behavior. That is the that literally is the 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 whole fucking idea behind the training concept, which is cool for training things that you want the dog to do. Duh. Like, yeah. Like, if I said, told the dog to sit and it sat, I wouldn't fucking bonk it. That's a punisher. I wouldn't shock it. That's a punisher. I wouldn't give it a leash correction. That's a punisher. I would give the dog a damn reward. It's like, it's common fucking sense, guys. So when the dog is being reactive on the leash and you are introducing a reward stimulus, such as food, Verbal, even if you say, don't do that, even if you said, bad dog, 
Like the dog goes, oh, I'm doing the right thing. Physical touch, like holding the dog back. Theoretically, you're sort of like almost touching the dog um, uh, uh, or a toy or redirecting with a toy. You're going to make the dog do more of it. It's common fucking sense. So when I teach my dog to sit and it sits, I give it a reward. And when my dog's being leash reactive, I give it a reward, but I'm not supposed to stop the leash reactivity. What? No. It's it's it, it, it's 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 borderline. It is not borderline. It's fucking stupidity. And I want folks to understand that that it's just wrong. You don't have to train like Jeff does, but at least please let's all have enough common sense to all recognize that that is wrong. And don't do that. Don't do it. Next. Woo. Sorry. Tammy, but but no, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it is like, it's so out of control. Fine. <laughs> I suck as a dog trainer. Punishment is bad. Okay. But then you, it, please get it right then. Mm-hmm. Please get it right. Put me out of business. Mm-hmm. Next. Uh, Marnie, cool dog. Hi, you two. My gear came today. Cup and shirt. Nice. Get More that, than the work. Get that shirt up. Yeah. Get it up here, and we'll feature you. Put it on your Instagram page. Next. Vocal. God, but, but, sorry. Everyone's, <laughs> what would Jeff do? What would Jeff do.com? What would Jeff do.com? Check out the, check out the merch. Next. Bo Boatner. What percentage of anti-punishment dog owners do you think would punish their kid for coming home two hours past curfew? I don't know. But they all I know is this is that they use punish. First of all, they say they're anti-punishment, but everybody punishes their dog. It's impossible not to. There's no such thing as force free. Force free is a marketing ploy designed by people that need business. that want to sound all friendly and lovey-dovey. They came up with this phrase called force free. You know, it's sort of like, you know, gentle leader. I'm not against, by the way, I'm not against head harnesses, but it's like gentle leader. It's not fucking gentle. It's a punishment device, you know? Um, So uh, there's no such thing as not punishing anything in life. We're all punished on a daily basis. Every one of us is. Every single one of us is. Every dog is punished probably 50 times a day. That doesn't mean you're hitting your dog, but the act of a punisher is applied to the dog numerous times a day. They just fail to they just fail to recognize it. David Smith. David Smith 499. Hated my favorite show. Been lazy with training lately. Hold on. <laughs> David. Uh-oh. I'm so guess what? Save your fucking 499 every show. Stop fucking bitching and complaining, David. <laughs> because David, because David, I, what are you copying and paste this fucking comment? Seriously, guys, for all my regular for all guys, for all the regular for all the regular fans, right? All of you that show up every fucking week, how many times, no, how many times does David go, been lazy training lately, and it shows? How many fucking times does David do that? Okay. Oh, my God. Great. Keep paying me five bucks to tell me you're doing a crappy job. (laughs) Oh, by the way. Hi, David. Hi. Hey, David. How are you, buddy? Next. I love you, David. Um, our train, my dog just got out of a board and train program. The trainer's methods are similar to yours, but she fits the prong collar loose. It works, but I've never seen a prong used this way. Is it normal? You know, in my world, no, but if it's working, 
do it. All I know is this. It's supposed to be up a little bit. It's supposed to be up snug. The problem is if it moves around too much, that actually can cause, you know, um, it depends on the breed of the dog. If you get a long fur dog, it's no big deal. But if it's working, like, let it, let it, let it, let it ride. Just let it ride. Next. Um, Kinga. Hi, my high drive two-year-old border collie wants to say hi to everyone while hiking. Is it a good idea to practice alternately recall and heel command with prong and long leash on our walks? Thanks. Yeah, I would. I'd be careful about letting your dog run up to people because some people might be afraid of dogs. And then also if they're with a dog, their dog might not be exactly friendly. So I would want to get, and also your dog can get hit by a car or go over, over, go over a cliff. I would want, I wouldn't want my dog to run up to everybody to say hi. So I'm not against socializing your dog, but I'd be really careful about that. I get some more control on that. Top chat. Top chat from Grant. Hey, Grant, how did you train your kids to clean Angelo's diaper as well as make coffee and put out the trash? Bravo, future father looking for guidance. Um, hopefully they, but you, well, first of all, I also train them to wash their hands after they changed the, <laughs> change the diaper and before they made the coffee. So um, that's their job. That's their job. So their job is like putting Angelo to bed. Their job is like Romy has been wiping his that Romy is 11. So Angelo is six. So Romy probably started wiping Angelo's ass at two years old. So when Romy was seven years old, she was wiping a little boy's ass and like helping him go to the bathroom and changing his diaper and getting him dressed and reading him stories. And, and that's just what she does and, and, and reads them, reads him books and takes care of, takes care of them. Like we have a, you know, we just have a, we have a family philosophy of like, you take care of your siblings. And, you know, everybody knows that if you ever fuck with one of our kids, you're going to have to pay the price from one of the other kids. So if you, if anybody ever fucks with Angelo, like watch out, like, no, I got, you know, he's got, he's got older sisters, like don't fuck with him. So it's just, it's just a philosophy. It's like, it's, it's, it's just, it's love and how I just believe in raising kids. Next. Michael. Hey Jeff, eight month old puppy loves people. Always wants to jump on them right now. I'm working on e-collar to make this jumping suck. Is this the right step? So Michael, don't work on it. Get it done tonight. Yes. I've got a video on how to do it. This whole concept. So my dogs like people too. They won't jump on you. Okay. My dogs like people too. So you know it's annoying. That's why you're on the show. That's why you ask the question. But don't tell me that it likes people. Like you don't need to say that part. So let's get out the liking people and let's just be, let's concentrate on the behavior we're trying to fix. My dog jumps on people. Boom. Fix it. How do you fix it, Michael? You already said it. Make it suck. Firm remote cower correction. Oh my God. Then it'll, then it won't like people. Really? Didn't I just say that my dogs like people? What They're not supposed to. They've been corrected harshly if they ever jump on somebody. That doesn't make sense. So no, they, they won't all of a sudden not like people. Next. Um, the dog house. Thoughts on a very leash-sensitive leash 10-pound oh, brachycephalic dog on prong. She's my first dog to be impossible to leash train. Oh, yeah, yeah. So 10, but what's, what's, what's the... What's the level of expectation that the owner has? Is it, is it supposed to be awful? number one? You can use a you can use a shock collar. Get yourself a mini a micro. I'm sorry, a micro educator. 
get that. They won't, they won't create any pressure at all. Um, you can always put, put a harness on the dog. Put a harness on the dog. 10-pound dog, put a harness on it and do your best. Do all food clicker work and remote collar work. And just, it's going to take you a little bit longer. Next. Into guitar instructions are usually online too. Yep, they are. They're, they're online and you can, good point, you can download the owner's manual. So here's a great example. I've got, I own property down in Florida and one of the rental houses, it's as, um, we don't have television here. So it's like, but we, the, the rental houses obviously have um, cable TV. Uh, so there's two remotes. One that turns on the TV and then one that obviously controls the box. I know I'm sounding like, like to me, this is like, oh my God, I'm, I'm already confused. Um, so the instructions were missing. So what did I do? I, and then we have a printer at our, um, in our, in all our rental houses, we have a, we have a printer. So what I did was they went on to Airbnb and they told me that like, how do you work this? I'm like, I have no fucking idea how, um, and so I went on to Frontier. Frontier is the cable provider down there. I went onto their website. I downloaded the, the PDF owner's manual and I sent them the link to um, through Airbnb and then they printed it out and they fixed it. So you're right. It, it happened like that, like that. And it could have happened with me with somebody in Russia or the North Pole, as long as there's Wi-Fi, meaning instructions are easily available to anybody with an internet connection. Next. Mm. Dan, will prong collar and structured walks improve dogs' behavior all around? Yeah, absolutely. But you still got to do the other stuff, but absolutely. Anything you do that holds the dog accountable will do great. And everyone likes to humanize things. Let me humanize something. Clover is 13. When she was 12 years old, um, she, for the first time ever, she was disrespectful to her mother. And... Um, I said to her, give me your cell phone. She goes, why? And I'm like, cause I can't hit you anymore. Cause she's 12 years old. I can't spank a 12 year old female. So I said, give me your cell phone. And I took her cell phone away for 24 hours. It might as well have been a week or a month. You know, it was the worst day of her life. Not only has she never repeated that behavior, but that flipped a switch into her which is made, she's always, I've got really good kids, but that flipped a switch in her that made her like way more helpful and communicating and present and um, um, uh, uh, just, just every, like we saw six to 10 noticeable behavioral changes all because of a punisher for a non-related thing. And Taking your cell phone away was a humongous, to her, was a huge punisher. I think to most of us it would be. Next. Dan says, do you come to the UK and do classes? So I've been to the UK. Uh, I've been to, to England and I've been to Scotland. And um, I do travel. I mean, you can hire me and fly me out there, which sounds like, oh, my God. It's like I had a client in Germany fly me out there. Cost, cost them a huge amount of money, but they did it. A colleague of mine went to Hong Kong for a private client. Um so, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be doing another seminar there. I don't know when. I don't know when though. Next. Um, Jane from Buffalo. Hey, Jane. I'll be in Buffalo. JeffGelmanSeminars.com. Buffalo, New York. Next. I didn't even read the question. Oh, sorry. Read the question. 
Working with reactive dogs, Darkard walks are going well until he sees a dog. He is making good choices, but he struggles to compose himself after the experience. How can I get him comic? Yeah. So just to let you know, we struggle too. Like with Logan, we're just getting Logan's structured walks around other dogs. Like after three weeks, we're just getting our shit together with him. So it's not about getting him calm. Well, it is. You want to eliminate the arousal. So what I would do is make sure you're applying your punisher at the very beginning of the sequence. So as soon as he starts getting aroused, boom, apply the Punisher. Um, so he starts making better choices. And if he's not calm, you can correct the lack of calmness as well. Next. Devin, my three-and-a-half-week-old puppy keeps – Hopefully that's months. Month, yeah. Um, keeps using the bathroom in the house even after I take him out. What's the best way to stop this? Okay. Hopefully you're talking about – if it's a three-and-a-half-week-old puppy – they, they, they piss where they live. They're, they're puppy. You don't even take them outside. They're too young. But if it's a three-and-a-half-month-old puppy, it's a 14-week-old puppy. The dog is not house-trained at all. Probably too much freedom. So, again, um, I just went over my potty training stuff earlier today. But you can Google how to crate train and how to potty train a dog. The, it'll be, you can print it out, and it'll be way more concise than any advice I'm giving you now. But all I can say is massive structure, limit the food and water, no free roaming and crate train that dog. Next. Laura, I've made the conscious decision not to correct for barking at door for security reasons. Instead, I'm teaching GSD to stand down on command. Thoughts? It's, I'm not sure what stand down means. Um, it's your dog. You can do whatever you want. If you want to let your dog bark once or twice and then tell it to shut up, you can. Or if your stand down means enough barking, which is just, wor- those are two words, um, that's fine as well. It's your dog, it's your rules, but you just can't come back six months from now and say, Jeff, my dog won't stop barking at the door. I'll be like, what's wrong? Stand down's not working. So remember Laura Burns. Okay. All right. And I, and I will remember you. So, you will. so you know, it's up to you. Whatever you want, you train. So if you like bark, 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 Stand down, which means probably quiet. Keep doing it. Next. You read Anthony's, right, about the bonkers? Yep. 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 That, was, that was a top chat. Yep. Jane from Buffalo says he is not blowing up anymore, but he's being very avoidant. Should I let him get the distance? Yes. Yes. Right now, yes. He's making a better choice. So what happens is dogs go from historically leash reactivity to you apply a punisher. And now they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to confront that anymore. What it was, was that people are, that's where a lot of people say, oh, the dog is, you made the dog nervous and fearful. No, the dog was probably already nervous and fearful, but showed that in an outward display of energy. All right. They, 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 they outwardly displayed their energy. Instead, now the dog is going, hmm, I'm not allowed to do that. Let me then move away. Good choice. So for a while, let the dog move away. Not like don't let it push you out in the street. And then you're going to work on just guess what? Now I still need you to heal properly, even though you're uncomfortable. Next. Hey, dog. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, such great progress. And e-caller and following your videos, advice has changed my life. I used to cry every day. Now I wake up happy and motivated. Wow. Look at that. Next. Look at that. Marcus has just got a working spot for Providence. Can't wait. Awesome, Marcus. Thank you. Hey, dog. My dog was pack attacked at a dog park. The chance is not worth it. Oh, yeah. Don't. I've seen horrific things. Stephanie. Hi, Jeff. My nine-month-old GSD loves playing with other dogs, but she hasn't been around a lot of them. 
thinking of getting another German Shepherd puppy soon. Do you think it's too early with Kaya being nine months old? I'd wait a couple more months unless you come across a dog, a German Shepherd especially, unless you come across an incredibly well-bred, awesome German Shepherd puppy, then take the chance now. Next. Karen um, gave one ninety nine. So thank you. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Yeah, those don't show up. Thank you, Karen. Tiffany, thanks, Jeff. I look forward to coming to your seminar. Also, I just purchased bear spray, so I won't have any office dogs attacking me or my dogs in the future. Good. Don't be, don't hesitate to deploy that. Got it? Do not hesitate to disp- deploy that spray. Next. Um, Anthony says, "How can you do it? How can you do it wrong though to make it worse? And what would make it right?" If you underwhelm the dog, if you underwhelm a punisher, it doesn't make it worse. It just doesn't work. Next. Yesenia, what do you think about outside dogs and crate sleeping at night in garage? I have no problem with that at all if it fits your lifestyle. And, I mean, outside dogs, I'm not a big fan of dogs tied up to a tree or to a stake or to a porch with no access to to an enclosure with climate control. But I own an outside dog. Next. Anthony says, thank you for clearing that up. Yep, you're welcome. Laura says, make and sell what would Jeff do branded bonkers? Yeah, that's what I'll do. That's what I'll, elastics. Actually, here, give me the, give me the back of elastics. Actually, guys, if you I don't know if you haven't been to my website or not, but if you go to the What Would Jeff Do website, I have these very special. Oops, nope, nope. Those aren't even, yeah, those are No, these are. I don't want anyone to see the brand because these are these are Uh-oh. what this is a special. What would Jeff do brand elastic <laughs> that you use here? The only way your bonker will work is I'm selling these for three dollars a piece. But you need two of them. I got a special deal. Two for five. But for this week only, (laughs) I'm throwing in an extra two. Four of them for $5. Next. God. But wait, there's more. There's more. Um, Mike, we're working on leash reactivity and she's doing good. Still having issues when other dogs are near and barking at her. At what point do we introduce treats on the walk? Still getting used to prongs. Um, don't do treats until the dog's definitely making better choices, but having a dog bark at your dog and your dog being calm, that's hard for a lot of dogs to do. So, you know, you might want to start, that's why I don't walk. Like if I see dogs coming, I move out of the way. Next. Anthony gave $2 and he said, confused. You mentioned not to mix reward with punishment. Well, you don't do both at the same time. So I I need some context on that. I need some context. That was like during that one rant, just like you got to really listen carefully because I don't even know what I was saying half the time. So don't, don't confuse reward with punishment. Of course not, but I don't understand. I need more context. Anthony, I need way more context on that. Next. Michael, I think I saw in one of your videos, which I can't find now, that you travel from state to state. Do you have plans to be in or around Louisville, Kentucky? Yeah, I, I go I go, I go to Jeff Gelman Seminars. Jeff Gelman Seminars. So I'm doing 17 locations. Louisville, I'm in, I'm in Char- Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm in Canton, Ohio. Both of those are drivable. And I'm in Frederick, Maryland. Next. Anthony, amazing stuff. Where did you learn all of this? Who was your mentor? I made a sh- my mentor was the the was Mr. Mistake. It was Mr. Mistake. I made a shitload of mistakes. I figured a lot of this stuff out on my own, and a lot of it's just common sense and try and trial and error. Next. 
monoxide. What's your opinion on letting a dog sleep on a cot in place instead of kenneling at night? Well, don't tell it place because if it gets up in the middle of the night, it broke place. I'm a big fan of crating dogs for his leadership skill. <clears throat> but if you want to have your dog sleep on a dog bed out of a crate, that's fine. That's on you. That's up to you. Like, you're not a bad person. You're not a bad person. Next. Uh, Raquel from Brazil. Hey, Jeff and Joelle, quick question. On a board and train, usually the new dogs have the e-collar on for long periods of time. Even switching sides every four hours, you'll still see sore points. Um, on some dogs that are hypersensitive, it's been a long time since we have, but yes, mm-hmm. it's happened. It's happened. Um, but use a comfort pad instead. Switch to comfort pads. And that's usually on your shorter fur dogs. Laura says, you're not mad. You're passionate. Dying. Jeff is on one tonight. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Anthony, what about physical touch of using your foot to back kick it? Okay. Anthony, buddy, you're brand new to my channel. I love you. Okay. I love you. I love your questionings. But listen, I advocate for physical touch. I advocate for heel taps. I wouldn't say they were bad if I was advocating for them. I'm a huge fan of them. That doesn't mean you'll be kicking your dog. But if you're watching other videos that are bashing these methods, that's just like other trainers possibly just talking smack. Do you know what I mean? Or that's just people like just there's just a lot of angry people out there. People think I'm angry. I'm not angry at all. I'm passionate, you know? So there's a lot of people out there that will say, well, this person's doing this, this person's doing this, that's all wrong. Meanwhile, here I am saying about don't reward fucking leash reactivity, but that's but that's common fucking sense. But no, a well-placed heel tap to a dog that's forging forward is very effective. It's very effective. What's the difference between that and like a healing stick or um, a front clip harness technically? Next. Um, Turv Ren Kylo. I'm trying to get my dog to ride next to me on my bike, but he's afraid of my bike. What's the best way to get him used to my bike and to stop him from nipping my leg when we take off? Well, two different things. Nipping your leg, you can stop with a remote coward. Tell you know, tell the dog that's a bad option to do. Walk the dog next to the bicycle in proper heel. Prong collar on the dog, six foot leash. Walk the bike with you next to the bike and then ride the bike. All right. But if your dog can't heal to you, if your dog can't heal next to you walking, why would it heal next to you riding a bike or running for that mm-hmm. matter? So get it to heal next to you riding a bicycle. But dogs like spinny things. They usually put their mouth on like tires and circular motions. So that's what's happening. So tell them that that's a bad choice to do. Marnie Cool Dog says, yeah, IG for sure. Next. Uh, Tammy, finding a good trainer is tough these days. It is. Hey, dog, no, Jeff. When you give the dog treats while it's reacting, it will develop a positive association to other dogs. So embarrassed I fell for that, but at least I know better now. Yeah, that's that's what they say. No, it won't. It'll it'll develop a positive association for, for lunging and barking. It's common sense. Next. Sarah, hi, Jeff. You rock. Is it better to train with verbal commands or hand gestures? I think... I mean, I think verbal commands are fine. I mean, we do hand gestures for deaf dogs, but I think verbal commands are great. When your dog's running away from you, how does it see you? Right? When your dog's in the next room, how do you call it? If your dog is behind you, how do you get it to do a down? 
if it's not looking at you. You know what I mean? So, next. <clears throat> Melinda posted a bunch of laughing faces. Oh, cool. Um, Raquel says, David Smith is the best. He is the best. <laughs> Karen, GSD lover. Hey, Jeff and Joel, what's your thoughts on free roaming if the dog has no behavioral problems, especially if there's only one dog? Do you think all dogs need containment? Nope. If your dog is if your dog is is got no behavioral problems, like most of my stuff, keep in mind what I do for a living, right? All I do is fix bad behaviors. My advice is geared towards fixing bad behaviors. If you've got a dog that has no behavioral problems, what do I care? Now, if your dog starts creating some behavioral problems, now it's time to start thinking about like what's going on. But I can care less if your dog has no behavioral problems. Those people don't hire me. They don't ask me for advice. And 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 I wouldn't and I wouldn't give them advice because their 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 dog doesn't have any behavioral problems. So next, Goblin, I'm trying to get my adopted two year old Rottweiler to get me a beer out of the ice chest. She can open it up, so she's halfway there. So what you're going to do is that's that you can train that. That's actually a service dog command. Get a get a trick training, get a trick training video, and. Um, you can do that. You can get them to open up the fridge or open up the cooler, open the fridge, grab it out, and bring it back. So you can do that. I had Wes doing that, but he would always puncture the can. Yeah. He couldn't do a soft bite. Yep. Uh, Jane from Buffalo. My GSC is constantly bringing my husband the tennis ball to play and pushes into him to get him to play. Does this sound about 10 times? Does this about 10 times until he gives up? How should I correct this? A couple of things. A couple of ways you can do it. Number one, don't have free access to the tennis balls. Tennis balls are used to play, to play fetch. It should be put away. Like our tug toys. Our tug toys are put away. We don't leave tug toys out. It's used just for tug. So a tennis ball, if you use the tennis ball for fetch, what's it doing lying on the ground? Or if you want to really work at it, leave a basket of them out and you correct your dog for going too close to them. So the first the first time the dog comes over to your husband with a tennis ball, you say no and you bonk the dog. Next. David Smith says, wow, that was a high correction. I used to get attaboys for the good work. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a good work of fucking procrastinating, David. I mean, come on. Oh it's like, look, Dad, I got another D on my test. Good job, son. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, sorry. You know, I mean, I want to build up your confidence, but it's like you're making it really hard for me. <laughs> Great spelling and punctuation. How about that? Next. Michael, I showed someone your video about walking on a leash where you're in a park with five to ten people and describe the German prong collar, and I helped show her drastic change with her spastic dog in minutes. Thanks. Yeah, that's probably the how to stop leash pulling. I think that's our number one video. Is, yeah. How to stop leash pulling in five minutes or less. Yeah, that was um, that was on Long Island. That was a that was a pro bono thing I did with a shelter group on Long Island. Next. Garrett, after watching your show, introducing Crate to three-year-old dog. Won't eat in Crate. Should I worry? She hasn't been eating since we got the Crate a few days ago. I want her to eat in the Crate. Okay. So put the food down. Um, take it away in 15 minutes. At night, put the food down. Take it away in 15 minutes. Keep trying it. Historically, dog ain't going to starve itself to death. It just, it just won't. It just won't. Next. Melinda, almost peed myself laughing at David. Would be worth the five dollars just to have him comment for me to hear you rant and Joel crack up. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll turn that into something. Will you? I try. Yeah, it's gonna be a long clip. Uh, Joel yeah, will turn. Joel will turn that into a Facebook, a Facebook Probably. little Facebook meme. 
Next. Hey, dog. The four ninety nine from David Smith is his penance to the trading god. <laughs> there you go. Next. Max Asina, your daughter, the blacksmith, is very cool. I know. Yeah. She is. So, Olivia's great. Yeah, she... Ooh, yours is so cool. Is that your new one? Yep, it's a buffalo. This is buffalo horn. Nice. I finally got one, you Look guys. Look at that blade. I'm in the club now. This starts out as just a piece of metal. Look at that. It's a nice one. Brass finger guard. Cut something with it. Cut some paper. Here. Let's do the show. All right. Um, CHRZ, you still take clients in the Rhode Island area? Yeah, that's how I make a living. Yeah, we need more. Yeah, of course. We absolutely do. Yeah, we've got, we do, we do um, boarding train and one on one. Go to solidk9training.com. And, and it's, it, trust me, the training is not like the show. You know what I mean? It's like, it's perfect. We, we run a, we run actually run a professional operation. Next. Grant Noble, 499. What do you do for non compliance and backtalk protest complaining? Um, we would correct that. Apply a punisher. So remote, remote collar, bonker, leash correction. Next. David Smith, four ninety nine. What I meant to say was Rocky is doing the dishes now, mowing the lawn next. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Good. Okay. Uh, Sarah Wright, one ninety nine. Puppy runs when loud trucks passing during walks. Um. So Sarah, make sure you. And the reason why those did, I don't know why David's didn't come up and Grant's didn't come up. The second ones, Sarah's didn't come up because historically for four ninety nine and below or below like. Four ninety nine. Yeah, so theirs didn't come up because it was four ninety nine. It has to be five or above. Oh, it does. Oh, five dollars and above. Okay, got it. Um, so Sarah, make sure the dog is out. First of all, I don't know what when you say puppy, how old's the puppy? Like, are we talking twelve weeks old, sixteen weeks old? Because that would be a different thing right now. Um, and I would say be careful where you go right now. Um, but your number one, are you using the right tool. So if you're using a prong collar and a leash and you're teaching the dog how to heal next to you, then the dog can't go that far. It can't go that far. If you're giving the dog, like if your dog's on a, um, you're, you're, you're a brand new listener. So, so if, if the dog's on like a flexi leash and it's just like running away, that's what it's going to do. Also, what you can do is teach the dog some sort of food protocol. Teach it. So teach your dog to heal first, then heal next to a truck. Um, and then what you can also do is uh, teach your dog some command with food. So sit or down or, 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 or just luring games, things like that. And then do that around loud, do that around loud trucks. Start out with soundtracks from YouTube, download them on YouTube. But also when a truck goes by, it's not just the loudness, the vibration of the ground. Remember, cement is a living, breathing thing. It moves, it vibrates. We don't usually feel it, but dogs do. Next. Heather, I was training my dog come to heal outside, and at one point I said come, and she ignored me to poop. Do I correct it and say come, or do I let the dog poop? Um, some hardcore trainers would say, no, you come now, you poop later. You know what I mean? So I could go somewhere with that joke, but I won't. Um, <laughs> so what I, what, what, what I would do is, fine, let it go right now. What's the chance of that happening again? I highly doubt when you tell the dog to, the word come, it's going to poop on command. So just to avoid just it. right. So it could have been just a, a fluke. Yep. Anthony. But see here, here's a 499 that showed up in our top chat. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Grant, what you do with back talk? Oh, it just showed up. 499 just showed up. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's really weird. Sorry about that, Grant. Yeah. Three in a row didn't show up. Hmm. Next. The dog house. Right? That's the one we're on. 
Um, no, Anthony, so does it not work if you let the dog bark once, then stop? Will that not work? No, if you don't let the dog bark once, you're training it to bark once, which is fine. Next. The dog house. Referring to my leash-sensitive 10-pound, one-year Boston Terrier, tried harnesses, among everything else, minus e-collar or prong. Use prong on my larger Boston Terrier. I feel like I've answered my own question. Thank you. Yep. You have. Now, Anthony, there is one thing. If your dog barks and then you shock it to punish it afterwards, it's possible you will get rid of the barking, just to let you know. So let me revert back to that. So if it's if the dog barks and you say no and you correct, then you'll get you will get to a point where the dog just stops barking. They won't even do the one bark. Next. Um, David Smith. Shit, I should have been buying bonker bands. I know, but you would probably own like 30 of them by now. Yep. Stephanie, thank you. My GSD Kaya's parents actually had another litter of puppies. Beautiful puppies and full-bred GS. If I get the puppy now, how can I make things run smoothly? Will my nine-month-old run the pack? Anything I can do to make it easier for Kaya to adjust to the new puppy? Yeah, I mean, I, we have no idea how your dog is with young puppies. Some are good. Some are not so good. Massive amounts of structure. You've got to advocate for both dogs. Um, utilize space. Protect the hell out of that puppy because it can't get attacked. Um, teach, make sure the dog is. I have no idea what the behavior of the, of the nine-month-old dog is. Is it just, you know, is it is it is it calm? Can it be calm in the house? Only calm behavior right now. Next. So hold on. We have that's the same one. Oh, back talk with the kids. Oh, back talk with the kids. Um, well, they don't. They don't. They our kids don't talk back to us. So if Angelo does, because he doesn't know all the rules yet, he's learning. He would get a spanking. So, but no. But our older, our other kids don't back talk to us. They're not afraid of us. But we've got, you know, when I say we, this Joel's. I'm not with my wife is Linda. Um, you know, we've got we we've got very 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 respectful children. They're not like these over polite kids. I mean, they drop f bombs most likely, but you know, I mean, what do you expect? You grow up with me. Angelo is definitely Angelo won't even say the word ship because it sounds too much like shit. You know, um, but uh, he won't say crab either because it sounds like crap. Uh, but but they don't back talk. They just don't back talk to us. They have, there's a level of expectation that we have of the kids, and we're not drill sergeants at all. Um, if anybody's ever seen me around my kids, like you'd be, people would be surprised. I'll tell you that much. If you see me around any children, I think you'd be surprised on on how I am. Uh, it's a whole, you know, it's it's different. So um, they just don't back talk. I thought you know what I saw back talk, and I assumed it was the dogs. Next. Um, Melissa posted your seminar info. Oh, thanks, Melissa. Chemo. While on our walk, other dog across the street from us was leash reactive. I didn't see the other dog. By the time I saw the other dog, my dog became aroused. I corrected. Then he started walking sideways and was still very interested in the other dog. I mm. turned up the collar, but didn't seem to do anything to him. He was so aroused after the situation. I had to try to calm him down as we walked away. Any other suggestions? Yeah. I could have done. Don't try to calm the dog down. Just correct the dog and get the dog to go and heal next to you. So that's not the worst thing in the world, but yeah, get the, get the dog to heal. It's like, boom, we're walking, heal. Don't like try to calm the dog. When you say calm the dog down, I'm envisioning maybe you stopping and trying to like reassure the dog. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but what I want you to do is just like, just keep, just keep walking, just heal, keep walking. Next. Gary. 
Jeff, we have a five-month-old golden. Oh, my God. Forgot how much work it is. We also have a three-year-old golden. Enjoying all the free info. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Gary. No shit, huh? <laughs> right. Um, Anthony, to clarify, you mentioned it will confuse the dog if you do reward too close to punishment, but I've seen you do both close to each other in your videos. No, no. No, I was talking about um, you could absolutely correct and then reward. I do it all the time. What I mean is you're not supposed to be using a reward when it's supposed to be a punisher. Next. CHRZ, are you taking new clients in Rhode Island, Massachusetts area? Yes, we are. Uh, yeah, go to solid canine training. We That's how I make a living. My board and train center needs to do lots of dogs. So, yes, we need to be full at all times. Sebastian, proper consequence for breaking place. Use mini educator, but low level seven to 10 does not make that association to return to place. Okay, because it won't yet. You have to teach it. Guys, I mentioned this earlier. You don't push a button and expect your dog to do something other than stopping certain things like, you know, fence fighting and eating poop and digging holes and, 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 and you know, rushing front doors. You still have to lead the dog back. If your dog breaks place, we don't we have a video on that. I don't know, but we should make one. We should just make a, vid a video on like how to properly punish your dog to go back to the command that it was doing. Let's write that down. Let's make sure we do a video on that. So you 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 would say no, apply your punisher, but then you would still have to bring your dog back at the beginning. And eventually then it goes, oh, now I know what to do. But if you just apply a punisher, it'll be confused. Also, how many reps have you done? Hundreds yet? So it's also a lot of repetition. Next. Um... K9W dog training. Hi, J and J. Five months old husky puppy pulling the total brat on leash. Yeah. Throws herself down to the ground and yep. screaming like I'm yep. hurting her. She's worse on the prong. Should I just stim on e-collar? Jeez. We get those drama queens. Crocodile rolls, everything like that. So right now. Um, I would use a pet convincer or a bonker. I would stop that. I would stop it. I would set it up and stop it. So... Pet convincer is good, boom, snaps the dog out of it. A bonker is good, snaps the dog out of it. Um, you know, try try both of those. Try both of those. I don't want you just to sit there and blast the dog, though. Next. Goblin says, haha, thank you. You're welcome. Tiffany, thanks. I'm a little nervous of the dog owner's reaction, potential violence after spraying their charging off-leash dog, if I have to. Have you ever had to use pepper spray on a dog? Did you see the article about the lady who bit a woman after she pepper sprayed her dog? Yeah, well, she the woman's a little bit off kilter, obviously. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so then you use the spray on the owner and you videotape it. It's like, keep your fucking dog from charging my dog. Or there will be a consequence. It's a simple fucking concept. But we live in an entitled world right now where everybody, everybody's entitled. Everybody has the right and so do their dogs. No, you don't have a fucking right to come into my space. So, you know, you know, you then you spray the owner for being physically attacked. You're protecting yourself. Sorry, officer. A dog was charging me off leash. We have leash laws here. I didn't feel safe. My, I wanted to protect my dog. I neutralized the threat. It's a simple concept. Police officers should understand that, right? So what do they do? And I love my police officers. What do they do when a dog is charging at them, right? So same thing you should be doing. 
Now, I'm not saying to shoot the dog, but you want to neutralize the threat. Sorry, the dog paid the price, but the owner should fucking keep the dog on a leash. If my dog was off leash, and they are all the time, if my dog charged another dog and I called it to me and it didn't come back and the owner sprayed my dog, well, then shame on me. Shame on me. I'm the asshole that didn't fucking train my dog good enough to recall in drive. Or I'm the asshole that fucking didn't have my dog on a leash. Shame on me. And yep, my dog pays the price. My dog also can fucking run out into the street chasing a rabbit and get hit by a car. My dog pays the price. Right? It's called 100% accountability. Take fucking responsibility for your goddamn animals. Or you pay the price. And if there happens to be another person with a dog or a person with a child, don't expect it to be fun. It's just the way the world works, guys. It's just the way the world works. And if you attack me because of that, there'll be a consequence for that as well. Like, the woman should be charged with assault. Hopefully she was. So. Top chat. Top chat, and then the show is over. $10. Super Corrito, just wanted to say I'm so thankful for your advice. When I first started watching, I was dealing with food guarding for my pup. I started feeding her in the crate, and she no longer guards her food. Awesome. All right, guys, we got to go. It's an hour and 31 minutes and 29 seconds. Um, I can go on all night long, but Joelle's hired help. So she's like, yeah, Jeff, but, you know, I'd, like, want to have a life. Um, She's already up to about, what, 80 hours a week? Pretty much. Yeah, she works about she works about eighty hours a week for me. Um, so this is the thing. Um, we're getting a lot of questions on our show. I'm doing three shows a week. Um, you know, jump over onto our Patreon channel, Patreon.com/slash Solid Canine Training. You can get you can ask a question there as well. Um, you could uh, uh, get onto the show a little bit earlier if you're a little bit late. Um, um, we do an AMA on Instagram stories. It's already done for the week. The new one will be posted on Monday. Um, you can do that. That's all free. Well, Patreon is $5, but it's we'll call it free. Except for, for David Smith, he fucking throws $5 bills like I was a goddamn fucking stripper. You know, he's fucking throwing money my way. Um, so just to insult him. He's like, here, Jeff, here's five bucks. So tell me, <laughs> insult me. Um, so why don't you use your, your app? It's free. It's like not working right so now. So Joelle got a brand new car <laughs> and she has this. I've never, I'm, I'm amazed by like technology. I've got a really old car, but she can start her car from her cell phone. Yeah. Lock the doors, unlock the doors, start the car, turn it off, blow the horn, turn on the lights all from her cell phone. Pretty yeah. fuck, pretty fucking cool. Anyway, but I'm proud of her for getting a new car. What is it? A GMC Terrain 2019. Nice. It's really nice. Thanks. Yeah, it's really nice. I like it. Yeah, heated seats, huh? Yeah, that's really, really nice. So, um, but all of you, thank you so much for jumping in. I really, really appreciate it. Um, You guys mean a lot to me. I love the show. Um, I have a lot of fun. We'll be back Saturday night, 8 p.m. You know, if if I could do this show by myself, I would do one every night, but it just wouldn't be effective. I need, I need like, 
I need a co-host. I need a co-host. So, um, but I would do this fucking show every night. I love it. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So maybe I should just get a third host. You have Magda now. She, I don't, she might have a problem with it. She might have a hard time with it. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I should get another host. You're going to replace me? You want to do more than two shows I'm a week? offended. You want to do more than two shows a week? Would you do one more show? <laughs> Would you do another show? I see why not. It had to be an hour, though. <laughs> you put your fucking... Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. We can do an hour now. We can also start earlier. No, it's better eight because I get stuff. Because you get stuff done. So you would do another show another day, another night of the week. Let me run it by Mrs. Gelman to make sure that I can take over <laughs> the noise level of of the second floor. Okay. And let me see. We can try what it for. What are we gonna do when we're on the road? We always we're like we're gonna do a show and we never do. Yeah, we do. I don't think we did any what? when we were traveling. Bullshit. We have fucking video pr- proof of it. We oh, yeah, it. at people's houses. People's houses. Yeah. I used to do the show in my RV all the time. We never did one in the RV. Because we had no place to sit. <laughs> That's true. There's no place to fucking <laughs> sit in the RV. Because we the way it was configured. Yeah. I don't think... Did we do three a week, though, on those two No, we maybe did two. We weren't... We did, we did. Yeah, we kept up. Maybe we did two. But if, if, if in the new RV, there'll be a place to sit and set up the show. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do it. <laughs> it's fine. I'll do another one. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure out what date. Okay. What day of the week. Because right. I will not be replaced. I wasn't replacing <laughs> you. I was adding another host. Exactly. So I can just, as long as I know it'll fucking hurt your ego a little bit, I can get you to work more. Is that what it is? Maybe. Okay. Good. All right, guys. May I be in love with you. Take care. Bye. We appreciate all of you. Love you. Bye-bye.